Good evening, everybody. Time being uh, 6.34, give or take a few seconds. Uh, this is the Master Plan Committee um, first official initial meeting. Uh, in, uh, this is our introductory meeting. Um, just to kind of give you some uh, first information before I jump into the agenda. The meeting will be held at the Municipal Building in the Town Council Chambers here at 355 East Central Street here today at 6.30. Note to residents, all citizens are welcome to attend public board and committee meetings in person. And the meetings will also be live streamed on Franklin TV and shown on Comcast Channel 11 and Verizon Channel 29. Recordings of the meeting are available on Franklin TV, Franklin Town All TV YouTube channel. Additionally, in an effort to maximize citizens' engagement opportunities, citizens will be able to continue to participate remotely via phone or Zoom. There is a link to access the meeting on June 14, 2023, EDC um, open meeting. Uh, click on the, on the link, open Zoom, uh, copy or paste the URL into your browser, and that should take you right to the meeting. There's a, there's a call and phone number. That number is 1-929-205-6099. And enter the meeting ID 84277006388. And then press the pound symbol. I know you guys call them hashtags, but back in my old days we call them pound symbols. So one more time, the call and phone number is 1-929-205-6099. Enter the meeting ID 84277006388 and then press the pound symbol. So the first thing on our agenda for tonight for the Master Plan Update Committee is to have a little bit of a swearing in ceremony at our first official meeting. Uh, I figured the best thing to do is have somewhat of a uh, ceremonial swearing in ceremony by inviting our wonderful town clerk up here today, Nancy, uh, to swear us all in. I'm gonna ask you all to stand, please. And I wanna thank you, thank you all for your service to the town. And I do know a lot of you, but for those of you that I don't, please stop in and say hi. Be nice. <laughs> I'm gonna ask you to raise your right hand. Do you solemnly swear that you will faithfully and impartially perform the duties incumbent upon you as a member of the Master Plan Committee, so help you God? I Congratulations, all of you. And now you can I'll be watching on TV. <laughs> so, um, on Zoom tonight, unfortunately, um, Megan Hagen couldn't make it in person. She is currently on Zoom. Hi, Megan. Thanks for Hi, joining everyone. us. Um, as I mentioned to you earlier when we spoke on the phone, um, at some point during this week, you can always stop into the town clerk's office and she, she can square you in officially onto the master plan committee. But welcome to all the new members. I want to personally thank everybody uh, for, and thank you for joining the. I know taking a lot taking a lot of time out of the schedule is probably seems like a daunting thing to do for some of us. Um, it, it's quite a familiar thing. Uh, putting our time aside to help out many of the committees, but this is probably one of the larger committees that the town of Franklin has, and we're going to have it. It's going to take approximately, according to the um, master plan, plan is going to take anywhere between 18 to 20 months to do. And to start off tonight, what I'd ultimately first like to do is do some introductions. And I want to introduce first um, my vice chair, Kobe Frangillo, who, if you would mind introducing yourself, and 
in talking to you about um, your role here and what your background is. Sure. Hi, everyone. Uh, Go for Jill. I am on Friend of Town Castle, been there for two years now. Um, and uh, I'm excited to be the, the vice chair of this committee. Um, I think that uh, yeah, I've lived here my whole life. Um, I, my dad grew up here. I, I, I love this town. Uh, I think it's a great community. And um, we're facing some challenges um, over the next 10 years and beyond that um, I think it's really important for us to really plan ahead and be proactive in ensuring that we sustain um, the great community that we have. Um, hi everyone, I'm Melanie Hamlin. I am the clerk of um, the Master Plan Committee. I will be timing you, I think, and uh, making sure that the chair stays under a time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, and kicking me in the shins for whenever but, I get um, out of control. I, I, didn't grow, I didn't grow up in Franklin. I actually chose to live here. I moved here. Uh, I've been on the EDC, the, the chair of the EDC, the chair of the Franklin, the Franklin for All Steering Committee. Uh, I just think that to be able to produce a vision of the future, where we want to be in 10 years, I think is part of all of the things we've been doing on the council and with other um, groups and boards. And I, I think I'm just really excited to be here. And thank you, whoever chose me to be on it. <laughs> probably Tom or Glenn, I don't know. <clears throat> thank you all. It was probably Tom. Um, Jennifer Williams of the planning board. Sure. I, um, my name's Jennifer Williams. I've been a member of the planning board since fall of 2021. Mm -hmm. Time flies. <laughs> uh, I'm really excited about this. I, uh, like Melanie, chose to move to Franklin, particularly to start a family here. I have three young children. I live very close to downtown. Uh, we use every playground and open space the town has to offer. Um, and in addition to the rest of the resources that we value so much. Uh, professionally, I am a registered architect and I also um, do quite a bit with uh, planning, uh, but from you know institutional master planning, uh, athletics and recreation uh, master planning uh, for institutions specifically. And so I'm really excited to embark on this journey uh, to bring sort of that lens to the table, the, the planning board uh, perspective, uh, and then also some of my uh, professional background as well. So thank you for, for having me. Welcome. Good to have you. Rick Power, also at the planning board. Hi, I'm Rick Power. Uh, on the planning board as well, I think for five or six years now. Um, I, too, am a transplant to Franklin. I grew up in Norwood mostly, but moved here in 2006. I raised my three kids here, they're all 21 and up now, so I'm not in the school system anymore, but we had a good experience at Tri-County and at Franklin Heights. Um, and I think Franklin's one of the greatest towns around to live and raise a family, and I'm looking forward to help keep it that way. Thank you. Nice. Uh, Bruce Hunchard of the Zoning Board of Appeals. Yeah, my name is Bruce Hunchard. Well, you've seen how Kobe said it, I'll say it too, I'm a lifelong resident of Franklin, my wife and I both. Um, we had three children that, that grew up in town here. So a couple of them moved away, one lives in Bellingham. Uh, I was an elected member of the Franklin Board of Health for probably 25 years, served as chairman for a long time. Uh, I've been on the Zoning Board of Appeals close to 30 years now, serving as chairman. And 
who's on the steering committee for the uh, EDC and rezoning the downtown or trying to straighten up the zone downtown. <laughs> uh, that's enough. Wow, that's awesome. <laughs> um, Megan of the Conservation Commission. Hi everyone, thanks for uh, allowing me to join via Zoom tonight as I am uh, also parent to two small children, one of which uh, has conjunctivitis at the moment, so we are home. Um, I am on the Conservation Commission and have been so for about nine months now, and we've just uh, wrapped up our draft of our open space plan, open space and recreation plan. Um, we've gone through the whole process for that, so I'm really looking forward to bringing my knowledge from open space uh, to see what we can do to help the town going forward. Perfect. Welcome, Megan. Good to have you. Thank you. Um, now, we have also six members at large that I'd like to introduce. These are volunteers who have put in applications to join this committee through the public. There were approximately 13 applications for these positions. We chose six uh, very top-notch individuals. I'd like to start with uh, Kenneth Nell of, of Elmore of uh, Dean College. Would you like to introduce yourself? Sure. Um, I'm an 11-month resident of Franklin, and uh, I, I guess I chose to be here as well. I'm excited about this, uh, both as a resident, I really enjoyed the last 11 months. I understand I can never be a townie, but uh, I am, uh, I'm here, and I really have enjoyed the experience. I also, uh, of course, will bring the experience to Dean College uh, as I serve as the president of Dean College. And uh, it's about trying to make sure this is a incredible experience, certainly for the people who come here, but to be an attractive experience for the people who live, work here. And I hope that uh, more of our students see that Franklin is a great environment for them to be in, too. Welcome. Good Thank to have you. Erin um, Gallagher. Hi, um, my name's Erin Gallagher. I, like several people here, kind of happened upon Franklin um, about five years ago now. Uh, when my husband and I were looking to move out of Boston with a toddler and an infant. Um, so we, we have three young children, um, two of which are now in the Keller schools. Um, and we're, you know, as a result, invested in, you know, continuing to build Franklin as a place where they're gonna grow up and, you know, we're invested in the future of it in that way. Um, my background is in marketing and communications, and I also help to run a parents' organization in the area. Nice. Welcome. Thanks. Welcome to the Best Parent Committee. Uh, Joseph Allen. Joe Allen. Allen. Uh, lifelong resident of Franklin. Also served close to 15 years on the planning board until I was kindly replaced by Jen Williams. And, <laughs> and uh, enjoy the town. Uh, my son. Did his 12 years of school through town and was one of the first students to go into the new high school, which was very appreciative of the town, uh, which gave him an education to go to Bryan University, where he just graduated uh, two weeks ago with his master's. So I'm really uh, proud of the Franklin School System. It really gave him the edge to get where he is. Got uh, a few things going on in town, and I hope I can add to uh, the town and the community and make it as good for other families that it was as good for me. Awesome. Great to have you on board, Joe. Really am. Uh, Janelle Lang. Hi, uh, Janelle Lang. Um, fell in love with the, this area in the early 2000s, and we landed in an old farmhouse um, across the border in Bellingham, um, but then made the move to Franklin in, uh, eight years ago. Um, we have two kids in Oak Street and Horseman, and um, I've, I've always loved Franklin and just thought about um, just it's there's so much potential and you know there's so many good things about it that that we can reinforce and and plan um, and grow in smart ways 
And um, so I've been looking for an opportunity to bring my professional background to, to help towards that. And professionally, I am um, a registered architect, and I'm the director of campus planning at Brandeis University. Yes. Welcome to the Master Planning Committee. Thank Good you. to have you. Eric uh, Stelzer, did I say that correctly? Yes, you are. Yeah, Stelzer. Um, good evening, everyone. Uh, great to, to be here. Uh, my name is Eric Stelzer. I uh, haven't been here all that long in town. Been nine months, I think, is uh, the total that I'm at uh, now. So uh, relatively new here in town. Uh, it's been such a great, welcoming, and inviting community here since I've been here. We have two kids ourselves. Uh, one in Jefferson, one about to go to Jefferson, mm -hmm. and uh, really enjoy the activities that are going on there. We love the open spaces that are here in town um, and participating in all the sports activities that are going on. Uh, professionally, I'm an energy and environmental consultant uh, advising on offshore wind development, and uh, certainly look forward to uh, setting up uh, the master plan here and setting a, such a foundational piece to, to, to a community and what it's visioning for uh, the future is going to be. So look forward to uh, working with you all on that. That's awesome. I, I think, Eric, between yourself and, and Ken, with, with fairly, being fairly new residents, you're going to be able to kind of give us an insight from, from something that we have. Look, we've, we've been looking at the same picture for so long. It's nice to get some kind of outside, we're not so much in outside output, but some, some fairly new perspectives on things. So it's good to have you. Welcome aboard. Thank you. And Gino Carlucci. Welcome, sir. Hi, uh, I'm Gino Carlucci. Uh, I'm kind of a hybrid. Not, I don't fit into any of these other categories since I did grow up in Franklin, but then I left for several years. But I couldn't stay away. I had to come back. And uh, I brought with me uh, my wife, who is also um, very heavily involved in town issues. Our two kids uh, did grow up uh, and went through the Franklin schools. They had grown and they live in Boston now. Uh, I'm an urban planner professionally, and I've been planning in uh, mainly surrounding towns for the last uh, 30, 35 years. And uh, as of last Thursday, I retired as the town planner in Sherbrooke. Wow. Welcome, Gino. Good to have you on, on the Master Plan Committee. Um, at this time, I'd also like to introduce the planning department members. I have Brian DeBerner. Thank you. Um, yeah, Brian DeBerner, Director of Planning and Community Development. Um, we're going to be assisting you in any way we can. Um, I'm a, a certified planner and I've been in, in the town for, I don't know, over 15 years. I can't keep track exactly, but about 30 years of planning experience. And uh, we, uh, in-house, we developed the last master plan. Uh, we did not use consultants. Uh, we didn't have quite as big a, well, it was a little bit smaller, I think, a, a, a committee. Um, but we, uh, I think we're gonna have, uh, this is a great group. We're going to have a good time uh, putting together um, some great goals and objectives for the town going forward. So, uh, we look forward to working with you. Amy, okay. Amy Love, yes. town planner. Thank you. Yes, um, I'm a town planner. I've been here um, probably just over eight years as the town planner. Uh, when I first started here, I um, actually worked on the open space plan, and then more recently, we did the housing production plan. Uh, I'm not originally from Franklin, I am from the area, I grew up in Medfield, um, moved to Franklin about 12 years ago, um, raised my three kids, still one left in the high school, um, through Franklin Public School Systems, and um, 
they were involved in a lot of activities in the school systems and they really enjoyed it. So I'm looking forward to working with everybody. Thank you, Amy. Welcome, Welcome to the team. And also part of our team, um, I think uh, best introductions for this is these will be our consultants for the master plan. Uh, Beta Consulting and Barrett, is it Barrett Consulting as well? Okay, so I have Jeff uh, Maxitudis, if I'm pronouncing that correctly, of Beta Consulting, if you'd like to introduce yourself, sir. Yep, good evening, thanks for having us, everybody. Good to have you. Um, Jeff Maxitudis, I'm a transportation planner with over 30 years experience. Uh, the Beta office is located nearby in, in Norwood. Um, I'm not a Franklin resident, although I do know the town fairly well, working on some projects with the town. Um, I did the complete streets prioritization plan, the public works uh, just uh, a year and a half ago. We also do a lot of design projects in town, uh, Grove Street, Washington Street, Signal Design, Sherby's Path on Washington Street. So I'm familiar with a lot of uh, the roadways and networks in, in, in town. Um, so Beta is the overall manager of this project. Um, so I'll be managing really administration contract um, Jill will be managing the day-to-day -day operations um, of the project, and she'll speak in a second, but um, I've worked on several master plans, mostly in Massachusetts. Um, Barrett and Beta team together often. Jill and I are working on uh, a few other projects, uh, master plan projects in, in Massachusetts right now. So um, we, we know each other, we work well together, and um, we're happy to be here. Um, we had a nice tour today. Um, Amy took us around for maybe two and a half hours, mm -hmm. um, which was great. Um, we enjoyed uh, the center. Uh, we were impressed with the uh, open space, recreation, conservation areas uh, throughout town. So that was that was very impressive. Um, saw the industrial and commercial areas. So uh, yeah, it was a, it was a great start, and I appreciate that. Thank you. Hi, good evening. My name is Jill Slankus. I'm with the Barrett Planning Group. Um, we're located in Hingham, Massachusetts. Um, I'm originally from Pennsylvania, lived on the South Shore of Massachusetts for the past 14 years. Um, I think today may have been my first time in Franklin. Um, and I could say I could see myself living here. I could definitely see myself. That's my next question. I could, <laughs> I could see myself bringing um, my husband and three children here. Um, I also like the downtown, the gelato, the bookstore. Mm -hmm. Off the top of my head, things I'm remembering. I love open space. Um, the one pond we were to, we could um, do fishing and hiking. We were very um, intrigued and impressed by the sign outside the senior center that said about the Olympics. Senior yeah, Olympics. the senior Olympics started today. Um, the town common is gorgeous, um, the schools, the recreation facilities, um, and also just the positive attitude of everybody who we've interacted with mm -hmm. um, so far today is really, really neat. I might need to drink the water here before I... <laughs> <laughs> um, so, um, like Jeff said, I will be kind of the point of contact for the project, managing the project, um, and keeping obviously Jeff and folks at Beta and Luke and everybody here. So we'll figure out how the liaison system and what works best for us for this project. Um, and we'll be working on about at least five of the elements mm -hmm. of the master plan. Um, and Beta will be working on the other three, I think two or three. Yep. So that's kind of how the breakdown is, and we can get more into that later, but thank you for having us. We're really excited to be working with the Town of Franklin on the Master Plan. Well, it's great to have you. Welcome aboard. Welcome to the Master Plan Committee. And I'll round it all off by saying my name's uh, Glenn Jones. I'm a long-term sitting town councilor. I'm, I'm currently the clerk of the Franklin Town Council. Um, occasionally, okay, this is this is the lady that's next to me. She has to kick me in the knee because I like to talk too much, so I can, I can assure you 
And as part of this committee, my job is not to sit there and do a lot of talking as it is so much as to get as much input from the public as we possibly can to create the next master plan for the community. Um, my background, I am a master electrician. I actually teach um, in a school of approximately 1,700 apprentices up in, up in Boston, in, in an institution known as the JHC of Boston. We are a training facility for the local 103 International Brotherhood of Electricians. Um, I have been part of my local union for almost 23 years. I've been happily married to my wife for 25 years yesterday. We have five kids. We live over on School Street. All of my children have gone through the Franklin Public School Systems and um, very, very proud parents. Uh, two graduating students from college. I was just I was just joking earlier that one of my major issues have gone from being children having conjunctivitis to children complaining to me that they don't like being adults. So I've, I've, I've kind of run the gamut on, on things. Um, uh, my son actually just got accepted to Dean College. I'm forward, looking forward to him going there. And um, there are a variety of different things I've been involved in. I was the former chairman of, of economic development. Uh, I've been on a variety of different boards, including um, uh, the, oh my Lord, I mental, mental sit for a second there. But um, I basically, my mainstay here in the town council has been to focus on the growth and the economic development of the town of Franklin. And I think what this master plan will help us do is to build a substantial, substantial guide that will help bring us through the next 10 years and make continue to make the town of Franklin one of the best places to live and raise a family. By way of statistics, the town of Franklin has actually been named at least four times the best place to live and raise a family. So we've convinced her to come into town. Perhaps we can convince you to come into town and make this one big happy family. So um, with that being said, I'd like to welcome everybody to the Master Plan Committee. Thank you for introducing yourselves. It, it's great to have you here. Um, I just do, I just want to go over some, some basic policies. So one of the major points of tonight is to really just kind of cover some, some basic rules, policies, procedures, talk a little bit about um, how we're going to move forward from here. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit about Robert's Rules of Order for the most part. We don't really have to delve too deeply into Robert's Rules. I did include a copy of, some, of a summary of, of uh, Robert's Rules of Order in the packet that I had with your agenda. I want to talk a little bit about the state open meeting law um, in that one form I talked about earlier, as well as talk about where we get our charge from, and that's from the state. So let's talk about a little bit about in-house communications. Um, through, through the series of emails that I've sent out to everybody, uh, I have made a note that all communications in regards to the master plan is going to go through the town email system. So if you have any questions, if you have any information that, you're, that, that you need, if there is any kind of data that is passing between members of the board, uh, that information needs to stay within the town coffers and basically all done through the town email. The, the reason for that, simply put, is because in order, in order to keep any communications, any information, any kind of data that, that gets generated, we want to keep that in-house because anything that goes through personal email um, has to be included as, as part of our meeting um, minutes and as part of our um, notes because everything, anything and everything that's related to the master plan is considered a public document. 
So to mitigate having any problems with that, we're gonna keep all communications within the town email. Has anybody had any issues with their email and accessing their email? Nope. Perfect. Um, everything goes through Gmail. Um, Amy, would you like to give some, some background into the town's Gmail accounts as well as the uh, Google Drives as well as data and storage? Sure. Well, um, kind of as Glenn just mentioned, that everyone has a, a Gmail account through Town of Franklin, so that will be the main account um, that everybody will be using. Communications will probably um, be included, um, include us, the chairman, um, when people are communicating. Glenn can get more into that. We do have a Google Share Drive that I will be sending out tomorrow to all the committee members. Everything in this drive um, is where your documents will be stored. And there's several folders. There's an agenda folder. Um, when we get into the elements, there's, there's a folder for each element and, and subcommittee. So that drive will be shared amongst this committee. Uh, Brian and I will be on it. Um, our consultants will be on it. Um, <coughs> that's where all the information will be stored. We do have a website, um, just like Planning Board website, Conservation, ZBA. So there is one um, under boards and committees, it's the Master Plan Update Committee. Um, so agendas will be posted there, meeting, meeting minutes, um, any new information. I know that um, I, I was not there, but we are at the strawberry stroll over the weekend with this handout, so that's actually now posted on the Master Plan um, website. So check that frequently. If anybody has any ideas to add to it, please share it with uh, your chairman and Brian and I, and we can always um, work it. <coughs> That's definitely one of my goals. So look for my email tomorrow. Um, I'll be sending out access to the shared drive, the, the Google Drive. Perfect. Thank you. Um, Robert's Rules of Order, for the most part, I've included the uh, basic rules here. Um, a, a basic rule of thumb when it comes to Robert's Rules of Order, and when I first joined the Franklin Town Council, I got handed a book about this thick, and I'll joke and aside, from the former chairman, and it was, it was Robert's Rules for Dummies, which I didn't find funny, but nonetheless, it was a pretty thick book on what all those rules were. Um, I have no intentions of following the letter of the law too deeply when it comes to those rules, but there are some basic rules of order, like for instance, anything Anything that requires a question, either to one of the members from the planning department or from Bader and Barrett, uh, where we have a question that needs to be directed, where we need to retrieve information, uh, all questions just need to go through the chair, directed to the individual that wants to speak. Um, also, as part of the policy tonight, and this is one of the things that I'd really generally like to get some consensus on, which is why I don't necessarily have this in any one of our rules listed for tonight is a general um, amount of time spent with discussion. Now, my clerk and I had had uh, some discussion on how long our general discussion should go for, um, but I'd like to get some, some input from the Master Plan Committee on how long you think a general discussion should take. Like for instance, there's gonna be a, a multitude of questions that pop up on any one of the particular types of um, documents, whether it's whether it's land use, natural resources, open space circulation, etc. There's going to be a, a brivy of questions that come up. 
So just to, just to respect everyone's time and just to respect the planning departments and Bader and Barrett's time as well as our own time, um, we want to try to limit discussion to a, a certain amount of time. So I, I'd like to get kind of a general consensus from everybody on how much time should be spent. The discussion I had with Mel was about three minutes and Mel would be doing the time. Do you think that would be a, a fair Per person. Kobe? Yeah, let's define that as, as three minutes per person. Yes, per person. Um, and I, I guess this, this comes up a few times um, where you know, something, you use your time and then something gets said that you want to respond to. I mean, I think having a, you know, a second minute um, that could be used at a, at a later time, the discussion or even two of them, um, would be a helpful piece. I like the idea of, you know, be prepared with your thoughts coming in, um, you know, don't ramble, you know, be efficient with uh, your words, but, um, you know, Franklin has a, a tendency to avoid public discussion. Um, and I think part of that is an obsession with like only, you only get to say your first piece and then never talk again. And so I think allowing for that second, I would say at least two more uh, minutes of sort of response and, and dialogue would be my preference. So to frame that, you're basically saying one round of discussion and then a second round of discussion for those who may want to say something. If you have something else. Okay. Mm -hmm. So first round of discussion, second round response, or additional response. Okay. Yeah. With if, with all fairness of time, three minutes for first round. Yeah, I think that's minute for second round. Appropriate. Does 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 that? Eric? Yeah, I agree. I, I think, you know, this is a dialogue that we're going to be having, right. and I think as we're communicating across the group, uh, so oftentimes a thought will come through off of someone else's response. So allowing uh, a, a smaller amount of time in order to respond afterwards, would uh, I would support that. Okay. Um, anyone else got some thoughts? Can we relinquish our time to another speaker if we want? Um, no. I think not, only because that could actually add to the length of Wait, the discussion. Like there might be multiple talks. going to lose his three minutes. I'm sorry? The speaker that, well, not the speaker, but the, the member that relinquishes his three minutes to the speaker, is not, he's not going to be able to talk here. So I was going to add any time then. Oh, fair, fair enough. Does anyone agree or disagree with that? It's pretty rare, but I don't hate it. I know you wouldn't hate it, yeah. that's why I brought it up. <laughs> <laughs> it, it feels, I mean, it feels a little bit uh, like if that were the case, then at the end of the night, there might be some instances where certain topics end up maybe unfairly having you know, a lot time more time by just one person, where that might not necessarily be equal amount of time spent on each particular discussion point mm -hmm. or topic. Um, so I would err on the side of, let's get those three minutes back, if somebody wants to relinquish their time versus giving it to somebody else. Okay. So, not allowing people to give up their time then? You can give up your time, but then they'll actually go to someone else. Okay. Like, the, that three minutes just goes... It's unusual. You get done three minutes earlier. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Be more efficient than Congress. Right. Yes, because I think everyone would pretty much agree with so many different topics to be discussed. Now, I do have to make one clarifying thing in regards to this particular board. 
Um, for the most part, when I get on to the, to the further part of the agenda, um, this board is ultimately going to be divvied up into five subcommittees, um, where much of that discussion is ultimately going to be held. So when, when we have large meetings like this, they're going to be uh, general topics um, geared mostly towards uh, the structure of the master plan and ultimately uh, the, 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 the piecing together of the different materials and content that comes out of the subcommittees. So we're not, for the most part, going to have uh, uh, an in-depth amount of discussion in regards to any one particular topic here. A lot of that discussion is going to be done at the subcommittee level. So for the most part, with, with the fairness of three minutes for any discussion, and then another minute for a response later, that's approximately four minutes per person for any, any one specific. Now you have to also understand that that's for any one specific topic. So all in all, it, it could add up pretty quickly if we get into any kind of depth on any specific questions, which is why ultimately I, I, the goal is to try to keep as many uh, content-specific questions um, at the subcommittee level and that this is just going to be the overall master plan committee um, overarching the, the structure of the master plan and a little less on the content. Fair enough to say, Brian, in that sense? No, this, there will definitely be a substantial amount of communications going on at the subcommittees and you're, this, this group, I, I hope, is going to, well, once you get into it, you're gonna be coming back and having your either bi-weekly or for a or monthly meetings and things and that's when you're going to be essentially reporting out of your um, subcommittees on, on the progress and on, on certain issues and things of that nature so yeah I, I think it, what you're proposing should work and and if you uh, decide it's not you can always you can always amend see. later on yeah right? all right so, so can i ask for a clarify, sure. clarify that yes so the one round of three the second round of one is for the the full committee. Yes. And then the subcommittees get broken up and we can decide how we want to do yes. this. Yes. Correct. Just so, want to make sure that so, just, so that just been as part of this body. Yes. As part of this body, okay. right, for any one major discussion item, yeah. it'll be three minutes per member. Yeah. Um, with once the three minutes is up and it's gone through the membership. A member can request to have a response to that. Absolutely. Um, like they, that. they can request to have a response to that. They don't necessarily have to have a response to right. that, but they're at least allowed a response to that. Yeah. Fair enough. Is, um, Sounds good. Everyone pretty much in agree? All, right. All in favor? Say aye. 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 <laughs> Perfect. So now we, we, we've at least set up some some time guidelines in regards to these meetings. So it, just for clarification, um, on any one major topic, we're going to have three minutes per member. Mm -hmm. um, and then after, the after we've gone through the membership, for those who want to speak, uh, there will be one minute response from any member who chooses to speak in response to another member or in for other information. All right, perfect. That clears it up. See, I knew we could get that sort of Cool, we can do it. I'm telling you. I love it when a plan comes together. Sorry, sound cannibal. So, uh, next thing on the item is open meeting law. Um, I did want to talk a little bit about this, just a, a little bit of brief brevity, 
just to kind of get everybody up to snuff as to what this is and what this means. I'm certainly not going to read, oh, I just lost my page. Sorry, folks. So I'm just going to read the overview. For the purposes of the open law, it is ensure that transparency in deliberations on which public policy is based because a democratic process depends on the public having knowledge about the considerations underlying governmental actions. The open meeting law requires, with some exceptions, that the meetings of public bodies be open to the public. It also seeks to balance the public's interest in witnessing the deliberations of public officials with the government's need to manage its operations effectively. So the open meeting law was revised in 2009 in the ethics reform bill and now centralizes those responsibilities within the statewide enforcement under the Attorney General. Um, anything and everything in regards to um, discussions with this body is considered to be part of a, a, public, a public meeting. So um, one of the things that we, that we tend to stay, from, stay away from is having an open del a deliberation on any specific topic within the social media context. Uh, the reason I bring that up is because, uh, because this is an open meeting, and because any topic that comes up as part of the master plan committee is considered to be public input, um, we are basically forbidden from having uh, deliberations, any kind of discussions in regard to a specific content area in the master plan on a social media aspect um, to the point where it could it could impact the open meeting law. Um, so any and all discussions we have, let's, we basically just need to keep them um, within the within the purview of our individual subcommittees or as a master plan committee as a whole. Um, I will leave the rest of the document for everyone to read um, and hopefully everyone has a pretty good understanding as to what the open meeting law requirements are. Uh, Brian, do you have anything to add to that? Only that um, Mark Sorrell would be happy to come at your next meeting and, and give an overview of whatever you want to discuss in, on those areas. Perfect. And, and also as part of uh, Brian, our town attorney, coming in at the next meeting to discuss some basic rules, some basic policies, as well as guidelines for the subcommittees. Once we set up the subcommittees, the goal is to form the subcommittees in our next scheduled meeting which will be June 28th, Wednesday night, same time. And when I get further down the agenda, I'll explain to you some detail as to what those subcommittees are. And ultimately, um, next week, we'll set those committees up along with establishing the members of those subcommittees. All right. Does anyone have any questions? Do we have any, uh, excuse me. Yes. Do we have any quorum issues? Like in other words, uh, planning board's got to have at least three or four members there. The ZBA's got to have at least three. Um, I don't know what the council does. If the council can probably hold a meeting, I don't know what action they can do if they don't have a quorum. And nobody ever asks that. But I'm just curious. It's, it's, um, be tough not to get a quorum with this committee. Is well, if you got how many members you got? Thirteen. Thirteen. So you need seven. seven. You need at least seven to, Correct. to have a whole meeting. Mm -hmm. So yeah. So if we don't, then we would have to wait until we have a full quorum. Yeah. I don't think we could continue unless we had less, at least if we had at least eight. Well, that means that uh, six people could get together and talk about things. It's not considered a meeting. It's not a quorum. 
Sorrell. I'm going to have uh, Mark Sorrell. Yes. <laughs> I think I think those are questions best left for Mr. Sorrell next week when he comes to visit us. Any other questions? Okay, so in one one quick thing I want to bring up is where exactly we are required to have a master plan. So I figured what I'd do is bring up the law and just kind of clue everybody in a little bit as to where we get our guidance from. And this comes from the state of Massachusetts. This is Commonwealth of Massachusetts, General Laws Part 1, Title 7, Chapter 41, Section 81D. Uh, this is the Master Plan Economic Development Supplement. According to Section 81D, a planning board established in any city or town under Section 81 shall make a master plan of such, where a city or town of such parts, uh, part or parts thereof, as said board may deem advisable from time to time, may extend or, perf or perfect such a plan. Such a plan shall be a statement through text, maps, illustrations, or other forms of communication that is designed to provide a basis of decision-making regarding the long-term physical development of that municipality. The comprehensive plan shall be internally consistent in its policies, forecasts, and standards, and shall include the following elements. Goals and policies, land use plan, housing elements, economic development, natural and cultural resources, open space and recreation, services and facilities, circulation, and ultimately an implementation program. There's a whole long list of other requirements that go along with this. Um, so the last time that the town of Franklin updated its master plan was 2013. Um, it was chaired by Jeff Roy, with town councilors Andy Vasanti and Matt Kelly. Back in that day, I was actually here at the time. I think I was on one of the subcommittees back then. Um, but just to kind of give you a little bit of insight uh, where all this gets established from, this was established in this particular committee was established due to resolution 2307 that states the master plan update committee, whereas the town council desires to update the 2013 townwide master plan that now therefore the Franklin town council hereby establishes the master plan update with three members, this is for the public's information, with three members of the Franklin Town Council, two members of the Franklin Planning Board, one member of the Zoning Board of Appeals, one member of the Franklin Conservation Commission, six members at large, and the town administrator nominated those 13 members to the committee, which is what we are here for tonight. And, I'm the last thing to read before I move on. Uh, what exactly is the master plan? A master plan is a strategic framework that guides the future physical and economic development for the town of Franklin. Based on the community's visions and goals, developing the master plan is more than just researching and writing a report. It's an open public process through which the people of the community decide the future, priorities to guide growth and development over the next decade. It is a process through which town residents and business owners, town boards and committees talk to each other, listen to each other, and bring their visions for the town into alignment to achieve a set of shared goals. Um, what does the master plan include? The plans for the Franklin's future growth and development, an inventory of present land use and proposed distribution, 
location and interrelationship of public and private lands, the identification of existing and forecasting housing needs and objectives, including programs for the preservation, improvement, and development of housing, policies and strategies for the expansion of stabilization for local economic base, analysis for existing and forecast needs for facilities and services used by the public, an inventory of existing and proposed circulations and transportation systems, the definition and scheduling of specific actions necessary to achieve the goals and objectives of each element of the master plan. The various elements of the master plan, as I just mentioned to you, are the goals and policies, natural cultural resources, land use, housing circulation, open space and recreation, economic development, community services and facilities, and um, that's about it for that one. This is actually this document. It's currently posted online for anyone who wants to read it. You can visit the, the town's master plan uh, website when it's online. So hopefully, is it back up, Steve? Yay! That's good to know. Um, so with that being said, does anyone have any questions? I hate to keep these in one talking over here. You love it. <laughs> I know I do. <laughs> you're, you're not wrong about that. We didn't right. talk about time we need tonight, though. You're right. We didn't. <laughs> so, um, all right. Brian, would you like to give an overview of the, of, of the 2013 master plan and a little bit of history behind that? Because I believe at the time you were one of the individuals that was a key element in making that the last master plan? Um, sure. Uh, last time around, uh, the town uh, did it in-house. We did, we did uh, about a year and a half's worth of work before we actually formed the committee. Um, so the planning department actually put in a, uh, an awful lot of time. Beth Whirling at the time was town planner and myself. Um, and we had other uh, town staff um, providing input and GIS debt layers and all of those things. So we updated the, um, uh, all of the different existing conditions of seven different elements uh, that, are, that are listed out here, uh, not including we have, so there will be land use, natural, cultural, and historic resources, open space, recreation, uh, the circulation element, housing, economic development, and community services and facilities. So we did the existing conditions on that. Then we held a, a, a committee uh, was established. As uh, the uh, chair has mentioned, uh, our, uh, the chair of the committee at that time was Jeff Roy. Um, we had a good group of people, um, broke into, I think it was four subcommittees at the time. And uh, they focused a lot on, uh, because of the, uh, the existing conditions done, they, they were able to focus on the public process and gaining, in, you know, gaining input from um, other organizations and actually put, putting together uh, some goals general goals and a vision for the, uh, the committee, and then taking each goal and providing a structure for the implementation of it, which meaning breaking it into objectives and, and specific actions to carry on. So uh, in general, that's what you're all gonna be doing again. Uh, beta this time around will be doing most of the existing conditions updates at the same time you're meeting uh, so there'll be a little bit different process, so it's essentially the same same thing. Um, the uh, the one thing that 
was mentioned a minute ago is the planning board is the organizations responsible for a, a master plan in town according to state statute um, the town has decided to do things a little bit different and a lot of towns do and that's there's nothing wrong with that um, just keep in mind that uh, the document once you have a document that you're happy with planning board needs to vote to approve it um, you know if you've gone through the whole process and after that you would go to council um, for the town to that town council to vote on the document but we're talking a year and a half or two years off from now before that's actually going to happen so i just wanted to be aware that the uh and it's similar to, uh and with the conservation commission is responsible for an open space and recreation plan and some towns the, the conservation commission doesn't get involved that much so it's 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 just the way it is so we I think that, that the a group, long as the group is representative of many entities, as this one is, I think you'd be in good shape. Um, do you have any questions about uh, process or anything? Maybe I can help you with, but in general, so what we're doing. I feel like you had something to say. Yeah, come on, what do you, what do you got over there? <laughs> you said 18 to 22 months before we get through the whole process here. That was and I would assume that there'd be a recommendation for a new master plan, which may include some zoning changes and stuff like that. So now you're talking another year after that to get the zoning change through the town council. Possible. Maybe quicker, but let's just say a year. So we're talking three years off by the time anything we do in the next 18 months would come to fruition. Yeah. I, I, my, my thought is that um, the public process, by the time you get the existing conditions established, you do a public process and you get a draft document. I'm feeling you're going to do that within a year. I, I really don't believe it's going to take as long as it, it you know, um, and it might be a little shorter than that. How it, however, it, what you're saying about um, developing uh, a goal or, or, or whatever the case may be on changes you want to see happen today, opposed to waiting two or three years, that that's true. I mean, we we actually. Um, Planning department has recommended a couple of small zoning changes because we don't want to wait <laughs> recently. So we will do that um, on certain issues as they come up, even though, but, but the real big stuff, um, it's best to wait for the national plan process to go through. I got one follow-up question. How long is it going to get to take an existing conditions plan uh, of what we got already? The beta is going to do. How long is that going to take? Maybe the other, maybe, maybe please I mean, address. Do you think we should have what the existing conditions are? Please address all questions we will share. Anything else? Um, it's about six months for us to do the inventory and complete that process. Okay. Yeah, and once um, there will be at, during that time, there's going to be public input. There'll be public hearing. There'll be surveys. There'll be a variety of different things going on. Um, and once we have enough information together that the existing conditions are updated, we have uh, uh, the public input where we start talking about what the goals of uh, the town should be. Um, so you're talking, um, and, you know, it, it's going to be a lot of work uh, essentially, but um, like I said last time we did it in-house and it took a year and a half to get to a point <laughs> where we were comfortable with it. Now we have some professional um, you know, consultants that have done a lot of this in the past and I think that they can do 
uh, a much more efficient job than my department was able to pull off last time around. So, um, so how, we'll see, see how it goes. But I, I, if there are specific, and there will be, there's specific zoning changes or other policies throughout the town that people are suggesting go forward, but this will not put a total stop on, on all of those things happening. Um, but the big things, um, I, um, you know, I, if somebody came to me and said, well, we want this, this, and this, and so well, maybe I can give you that one, but I mean, I can't, there's no way I can, I, I would feel comfortable with the, some of these things until, um, but of course I run it by my boss anyway, he would make a decision on those things, but um, yeah, so you're gonna see some little changes like in Fergus coverage coming up and, and some things without going through the master plan process. Does anyone have any further questions for Brian? Yeah, yeah uh, I, was, I was just curious as far as the um, engagement with the community, and if you could speak to that a little bit more on the process to have visioning sessions, to have charrette sessions with the public uh, to collect that feedback. All right. Um, what. Uh, we will be doing um, as you are starting to have your meetings. Uh, is I will be will be meeting the town will be meeting with our consultants about uh, uh, setting up an actual process on public input. Uh, the essentially it will be very similar to what the open space recreation plan process was. Mm -hmm. There were a lot a lot of opportunities for public input and and. Uh, you know, several public hearings and meetings with special in special interest groups. There were a lot of a lot of input, a lot of possibilities. So there will be probably a month from now a discussion of this is what we're proposing and both will be up on the up on the board. I really believe you'll see it. Uh, um, and we'll get your input on whether it, you know the, the group uh, this committee is happy with that. Mm -hmm. And uh, at the same time, it'll be uh, a discussion on what the committee members' involvement in that process will be. Mm -hmm. um, you, you each, maybe you're gonna be doing, each subcommittee is gonna have its own public process. Right. Not that it'll be a full public process, but combined, you'll have a lot of input, a lot of possibility for public input uh, on, on every issue. So I think to help answer your question, <clears throat> Eric, is, we are fortunate to have a what is at the moment a well-established process through the open space and recreation uh, plan that's actually coming to a finale. I think that actually came to a finale last night. Was it not officially done? Or? The document public just today. Just today. Yeah. So we actually have somewhat of a guide to follow, and what's nice is we actually have um, some some methodology. We actually have some cool graphics that we're hopefully gonna, you know, facsimile from the Open Space and Recreation. They put together some really cool videos as well as some really in-depth public input processes. So our, our goal is to kind of emulate that. And in fact, um, what's nice about that portion coming to an end and, and is, is that is also going to be um, incorporated into the master plan as part of the Open Space and Recreation uh, portion of the master plan. So we've got something to go off. Uh, through the chair to uh, yes. the group here. Um, <clears throat> so to add on to that or to that effect, will there be a uh, master 
schedule uh, established for, which outlines the goals in not only the final deliverable, but the milestones that we're trying to hit uh, related to the deliverables uh, or expected progress made by each subcommittee, the, the committee overall, uh, how the public engagement forums and feedback, you know, fold into that sort of like a very detailed Gantt chart schedule that outlines, or is it intended to be more fluid sure. than that? Um, to, do I think Jeff might be better to? Well, I'm, I'm just going to mention that the we will have a timeline, a project timeline with all the goals, all the, all of the all, all along the way. So yes, um, and. Uh, I started working on one uh, for this before, long before we had Bader involved. I just thought we'd be able to do this in house again before I, you know, realized how crazy it was. <laughs> so um, I, I think that there definitely will be, and it probably will be at the same time we present the, a, the public process. The year but we're probably presenting a timeline, also. If uh, if Jeff, you want to say anything else. Uh, I don't have much else to say. We, we, Jill and I have already talked about this. We already have kind of a draft between us. We haven't really shared it with anyone yet, but we'll be working you know, with, with Brian and you to formalize that. Perfect. Looking forward to it. Any other questions? Right. Hold on one second. Meg, did you have a question? No, oh, okay. thank you. Okay. Sorry. Um, just a general thought. We put 18 to 22 months into this document. Mm -hmm. uh, I think the last one was done in 2013. Correct. What happens to it once it's done? That's a great question. Right. It's a huge document. It's not easy reading. No, it's not. It, 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 I mean, it's it's, 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 it's funny you bring that up, Rick, because it's one of the discussions I've actually had with the planning department is it's the best word I put was palatable. It wasn't exactly something that, that that the general public could just look at and say, "Oh yeah, that's that's a that's a great plan. That's a great objective right there," um, without really kind of looking at it in, a, in an almost lawyerese perspective. It's really it's written a lot of like teachers' objectives. It's written out um, with, with specific uh, goals, objectives, but no real. Um, I guess the best way to look at it is an understanding as to what exactly does that goal mean. So. It, Okay, sorry. Mm -hmm. Then my follow-up to that would be, I mean, what, what happens to it, like, once you review it, I mean... In other words, it's the implementation. Yeah, how do you make sure you're on track with what um, it is? That's a good question, Brian. You want to follow up on the implementation portion of that? I'll be happy to. Um, just to acknowledge, the goals and policies section and the implementation plan together, if you read that, you'd be reading enough. Okay, because all of the other sections really relate to those those sections, uh, and uh, the the core of it. I mean, goals and policies kind of, you know, it's the big picture thing and everything, and um, it'll talk a little bit about each of the different elements, but each of but the implementation plan is the goals that are established. Mm -hmm. And the implementation pro, uh, itself, the objectives, the uh, the actually uh, the activities that are supposed to be implemented, um, and uh, every year or two, um, the town administrator has asked me to give an update on how we're doing the implementation of the plan. I gave one two about two years ago, the last one I gave, and 
So we try to keep track of how well we're doing um, by all, you know, have we met this goal? No, we need to still work on this, this, and this. Have we met the goal? Yes, we have by 20 different things that we've done to accomplish those issues. So we are, we, that is a process. Um, you're right there, you know, having a, a plan sit on the shelf and not do nothing with it is, I mean, we, I think all planners have seen that happen enough times, but this, their actually implementation process uh, is very important. Um, the town can just can establish an implement a master plan implementation committee if it's concerned that things aren't going to be done. But it's up to you to decide what you want. Uh, what in the end you want to do with this? So. I think it might be useful to um, get a report on the accomplishments since the, the uh, 2013 plan was done, since, especially since you've been keeping track already, just to give some, some yeah, optimism the, to the committee. <laughs> yes, through the chair. Um, we have uh, essentially a 20-some-odd page spreadsheet of all the, the goals, objections, and proposed act activities. We, there was, the last time it was updated was two years ago. The staff usually does about an annual uh, update on it, so um, we provided that to, to uh, Bader and Barrett, so they know where we are. Um, we'll be writing an email out to staff again, mm -hmm. asking for updates on it, and once we get that, those updates in a month or two, we will be presenting all of that to this committee on, on uh, exactly where we're at with everything. Um, I, Amy, Amy can put the the last update on the it's on, okay. okay. All right, so it's, it's on. It's already on the web. If you yeah. want to take a look at it. Yep. Okay. So, um, but we we need to update it. But there's a lot of work that has been already done, and and um, you know the <laughs> it, it, it's actually very time consuming going through each objective and say, okay, that relates to this department, that department, this committee, all these different things, and actually writing out the lines of the things that have been done. And that's why we don't do it every week. I mean, it is a, it's, it's a, it's a good long process to get that updated. Um, but that's part of what we'll be doing with, with uh, staffing uh, this committee. Anything else? Okay, it's just a quick note, Joe, before I move on. Um, the Town of Franklin's website is back up and running. Um, for anyone who is looking for specific information in regards to the existing 2000, uh, I'm sorry, 1997 or 2013 and the recent 2020 master plan update, you could actually go to departments, planning and community development, and on the left is a link that will take you directly to the master plan. Um, the one thing that I, I hope I had made clear kind of during the email discussions between uh, March and today was that there's going to be a lot of a lot of homework in regards to the particular elements and, and what the, what 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 make them up. So when when everyone is more or less assigned to a subcommittee, um, it's going to be pretty much everyone's charge to take the existing documents and to take the expectations that are laid out in the state law in regards to what, what we have to meet as far as the master plan is concerned and kind of bring ourselves up to par as to what that information is. It's it's not really, A, in our best interest to spend large portions of these meetings uh, discussing uh, a lot of content that was in the past um, when we, in fact, can actually go back and kind of meet it on our own. 
um, because that would that would take up a significant amount of our, our time that we really can't um, spend. Um, but what I would what I would like to charge everyone to do once the subcommittees are established is to go back and look at the different elements that make up the former master plan. Um, if you if you go to the town's website at the bottom of the page of the master plan, you'll actually see um, the the elements that make or what make up that master plan, and you can click on each individual master plan element and get details. There's maps zoning maps, the historic community maps from 1942 to 46, etc. Um, oops. And there are, there are clickable elements that will take you to the most recent 2013 document and highlight and kind of give you some, some understanding as to what, what we are trying to accomplish in regards to particular elements. So just one second. In regards to goals, land use, natural open space, circulation, etc. What our ultimate charge is, with working with Bader and Barrett, is to take our current elements, kind of go through the existing elements, take out what's been accomplished, and then take out anything that hasn't worked, kind of, kind of cherry pick out the parts, and then put in parts that we think, based on public input, what would be, what would be best for the next 10 years. Because there are going to be portions of all of these elements um, that, that we look back on and say to ourselves, wow, well that just didn't work. Or it just wasn't a feasible goal for this past 10 years. It has no need going on for the next 10 years, so just take it out and we'll fill it in with something new. But that is a very lengthy process that's ultimately gonna be accomplished at the subcommittee level. I'm sorry, Joe? You're touching on some stuff. Yeah. Uh, going back to what Bruce was talking about, how deep will beta be going into existing conditions? Uh, and what I say by that is, I mean, my expertise is in housing, zoning, what will he be bringing a report telling us exactly what's not built has been built like there is so many acres of uh, industrial land there's mm -hmm. so much residential there's commercial the c1 the c2 what is left available to be built and housing i've read the, the 13 uh, uh, affordable housing and we're at 13 we're like 8.4 8.9 something like that yeah and over the years where i've been involved in the community i've always asked what's the exact number nobody has an exact number Will that be being brought forward? Uh, we hear about products that have been permitted but never built, and you're gonna add that into the figure, but that doesn't help the community because they're sitting out there stagnant. Are we gonna get a, That's a, a, good, a good report of actually what's built and what can be built? That's a really good question. Um, Joe, to Jeff, just a quick question. Based on your experiences with, with other communities that you've worked with with the master plan, um, to what degree do you provide that type of information or data? Well, we can provide whatever information is available, right? So that's that's what we're going to work with you on, and the town staff and departments of getting that information. So we can only work with what the data, you know, the data we have. You have an excellent GIS department, planning department, that that information, but um, just generally standard um, type of information. We uh, for each chapter, with housing, land use, we're going to have base maps that show, you know, existing conditions. Um, we do recognize, you know, proposals, um, but, you know, proposals are proposals. They're not concrete, generally. But we do, you know, we are looking out, you know, 10 years when we're looking at, um, you know, the 
developing actions, strategies, and goals, you know, for those. But the, the existing conditions is it's a it's a point in time. So after we do that, and it's six months, it's hard for us to, to update that um, at that point. When when it's set, it's it's pretty much set. So it's uh, you know, quite frankly, the existing conditions inventory is is most of the work for us. In, in terms of just how the, the workflow and budget goes. So once that's done, then we'd like to move on to addressing those strategies and making those improvements based on that data. Yes. So I guess my question is that that's your job to do that. Our job is to see what the community needs. So after you do all your adding and subtracting, I just want to see a number in the bottom says, we only got 13 acres of industrial land left to build. Then we know as a board that maybe we should work on that and go forward to some possible rezone. I just want the simple figure, this is all we have left. Residential, this is all we have left. Uh, affordable housing, we're at 10.6. I wanna know those numbers so that we can, as a board, put our minds together and say, okay, we have to improve this. Maybe we don't need commercial two anymore. Maybe we need uh, more business downtown. So we know where our goals are. Because right now, it's kind of all up in the end. No one has exact figures. Is that something you'll be you'll be providing? Well, we'll tell you exactly where, where, where you stand. You know, existing you know the existing conditions and uh, and uh, with regards to zoning. And, and, and as far as like residential uh, components, with there's, there's some products that have all been permitted, but they're out there and never built. That doesn't help the community today for how some of those developers will leave those stagnant for five, ten years. Yeah. I want to know if well if that's stagnant, we need to work on something else again and not use that as a figure to say we're satisfied because it, it's not really satisfying to the community. It just says the numbers are there, but doesn't allow us to build housing. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Okay. Any other questions? Mr. Chair, just yes. to add on to, you make a good point, Joe. Will, how current will the demographic data be that we have access to to help us inform some decision making um, to add to that database I, and maybe start to continue to uh, validate what we saw were trends, maybe I, you know that were used as a part of the development of the housing production plan, for instance, right? So uh, I guess I would just ask um, if having, like what's the most recent demographic you know, data that we would have available uh, as a part of this process? The the most uh, up to date data that we have overall, of course, is uh, the 2020 census data. Okay, um, it which took just taking forever to get all of the information this time around. Um, in addition. Um, the school department will do uh, assessments on uh, the children in, in each grade and will, you know, to figure out um, their facility needs and their needs for teachers and things. So there's a lot of data out there and uh, the data is really, uh, will be collected based on essentially the elements. What, what are we, uh, as far as land use, yes, we have the planning department's done assessment, for instance, a few years ago on uh, parcels, five acres of more that are undeveloped in town. So we, we go, we get them all, and then we look at them. Are they landlocked? Are they 
um, the dam are full of wetlands or whatever. So we, we really have that information. And, you know, and Beta and, and Barrett will be doing things of that nature going forward. As far as housing, uh, affordable housing, we, we, the state gives us numbers on what we have. Um, and they compare it and they so they say you know, we have a certain amount of housing units that we have in town today we need at least 10 percent to be well that's their numbers um, and we provide them with our information uh, as accurately as possible the building commissioner has uh, information on how many building how many housing units are permitted each year and once they're actually built is that, that that other number that we have so we know actually how many housing units we actually should have but we don't know for sure until we actually have a, a census every 10 years except how close our numbers are are usually very close but not necessarily perfect um, so we'll use the best available data we have for as many different reasons as we can pull together so, so that's something you will supply to the board in a sheet like this, it would, or is it all up to us to do our own homework and research all that? Or are you going to just supply us with a booklet that we can look at and go, okay, industrial, commercial, residential, one, two, and it's going to come down with what's to work with as a board? All of the data um, that we, I don't think anybody's expecting everybody to sit in front of a computer for their, you know, their lives in between meetings and say, okay, I got to. I got to come up with this assessment of, uh, you know, available land uh, and or whatever the case may be. The consultants and the planning department will provide you as much uh, input, as much data as we possibly can. If you need information to make a decision, um, then there will be people available to help you come up with that data. So, what it specific it will be will depend on each of the. Uh, each of the subcommittee and, their, and the chair will be like saying to us that each of the subcommittee chairs will hopefully communicate post to every individual person. Um, that's the other thing we need to talk about as far as actual process. Um, but if a person uh, is asking for information, hopefully if it's available, we'll be able to locate it and figure out what it is and do the assessments that are necessary. And our GIS department is excellent. Um, and um, they can, as I said, an undeveloped uh, five acres or more um, residential, it, it's broken into the different uh, zoning, zoning districts. We also have uh, data layers of five acres or more with residential homes on them, so they could maybe be part, uh, subdivided. Um, so going through these, all these different rows, we can actually uh, figure out approximately you know, the build out with our existing um, zoning bylaws in place. So, but it's a lot of work, but that is all things that can be done. Uh, and, um, I don't expect that Beta will be doing everything, but we, so our department and our GIS department will, will be doing some of the work uh, alongside. Anyone else have any last questions? Yeah, quick question. Hold on one second. Boost the air. Uh, through the chair, would, would uh, there be the capability to change some of those assumptions to the data analysis on densities in order to assess different uh, outcomes from uh, the build out? Right. 
um, as I said, there's a lot of work. Right. If you need information and we, we get the base data in front of you, um, and we assume that um, a certain amount of uh, units can be developed um, and uh, on a certain parcel, for instance, by changing the dimensional re requirements of the lots, we might be able to come up with, uh, we could come up with a, a different estimate of housing units, but that is a, a lot of work to do. So uh, we've, we've, I played with that on uh, General Residential 5 fairly recently. Mm -hmm. uh, if we change the, the regulation, the, the dimensional regulations and what can happen in certain areas, um, it's a useful tool, obviously. Um, whether, whether the land use and zoning um, subcommittee actually gets into that much detail is up to what they want to do. And uh, we will work with them as much as we can. One of the things by protocol, and Mrs. Bryan mentioned this earlier, this is to the, to the committee as a whole, um, much of the process is going to be established at the subcommittee level. Um, you're going to work through all, all the basic elements to which each subcommittee is going to be responsible for. Ultimately, uh, the chair of each individual subcommittee will be reporting back to the planning department directly. And they will also be making any inquiries or anything, anything specific to that regards uh, directly through the planning department. Um, in one of the discussions that came up with um, Brian and Amy the other day is the use of beta and barrack in regards to collecting data and getting feedback and, and everything else. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about your contract with the town so that, so that the, the committee is at least clear as to what your charge is and, which and what the ultimate uh, contract and responsibilities of Bader and Barrett so that the committee completely understands. I do have a copy of the contract in front of me, but I'd rather just have a summary. Could I just, just uh, through the chair, yes. just mention one thing? Yep. What we can do is uh, not provide the whole contract, if you That's will, but we will provide the scope of work. Yes. And we'll put that up on the web so you understand what the, the consultant that would That would be good. Yes, I'll go, I'm not going to go into each individual task. That's just, just the, just the, the, just the summary. Yeah, so uh, there's space. Basically, a handful of tasks. Um, the first one is mobilization, which is really tonight. Mm -hmm. uh, Kickoff meeting, start to gather information, uh, meet meet with you, uh, town tour. So that's really the kickoff. Uh, community engagement is largely run by the town mm -hmm. and, and, the, and the committee, but we'll provide support um, mm -hmm. for that and so, the assistance. So I don't mean to hold you there, but as far as that is concerned, each subcommittee would be charged with making their own efforts to have public outreach, get public input, and get feedback specific to the content of their subcommittees. Is that a and that's and, and that's and, and that's fine. Okay. But we we, we won't be um, lead, leading the charge mm -hmm. on the outreach, be supporting. So if there's uh, inf information, tables, maps, yep. um, you know, give you uh, you know suggestions what what may work better or not. What's posted on the website? Those those types of uh, those types of things we'll be doing. Go ahead. Um, so that's public engagement, um, inventory assessment, which we've been talking a lot here. It's the, the seven elements, and really the eighth element is sustainability. Um, so that's um, that's collecting all that information and data, 
uh, most up-to-date. Like uh, Brian said, 2020 U.S. Census data is the most uh, recent, but there's all, all types of information available depending on the element, mm -hmm. so each element. Uh, transportation circulation, you know, of course, is, uh, you know, traffic volumes, crash data, you know, those, those types of things. Each element has their own type of data. So that gets summarized, um, again, in tables, uh, you know, graphics, uh, and, and eventually a, a write-up um, for the report. Uh, next task is look at supplementation. Yeah, one second. Yeah, implementation program. So um, once that's you know, the inventory is developed, then it's a summary of that information, and then developing draft goals, and policies, and actions. Mm -hmm. So it's it's really for the town to prioritize those, right? So there's going to be a lot of Actions, right? You can't, you can't do or afford to do everything that we're going to come up with, right? Right. But it's, it's a, it, we're, we we'll, have to prioritize. We'll help you with that. Yep. And you know, we're going to give you a sense. Um, I think Brian said this: is whose responsibility is it within the town? How much funding do you need? Uh, what's the time frame for those? Um, the, the, those types of uh, categories, mm -hmm. uh, in general, it gives you information how to, how to prioritize things. Um, I mentioned in addition to individual actions, there may be some overarching themes in the town, which we, we don't know yet. But each element has their own actions or, or, or goals, but there may be some overarching goals that apply to many of the elements at the same time. Mm -hmm. Maybe sustain, say sustainability, for instance. Right. It, it'll, it'll touch a lot of those, not just not just one element. So that will help you try to recognize and identify those when you're making your um, prioritization plan. Perfect. And then it's and, and then it's the report. So you know we do a, a draft report. Um, yeah, it's true. Like um, someone mentioned before, these these reports can be burdensome. We yeah. we try to make them more more readable now. Right. More user friendly. So. If people just want to read an executive summary with the implementation, that's really all you need to read. If you want to get into the nuts and bolts and know how many crashes were at Grove and Washington Street in you know 2020, right? You can do that, but it's not necessary to where the plan you know the, the plan's going. So, so that's I mean that's that's pretty much it. That's the, the, it the, yeah, and in, in, in our contract we have the details of, of each each of the element, but each of those are, are, are kind of different. So, just to add to um, just to add to that, um, last thing you said is ultimately there's the report which we would which we as a committee would be giving to the planning department in the form of a presentation. Um, I don't know if anyone knew this or not, but there is actually a, a, a copy of the former presentation that went from the 2013 uh, National Planning Committee to the Planning Board. Uh, that I have a copy of, that I can get everybody a copy of, that interestingly highlights uh, the goals of any specific element, like I'll give you one example, uh, housing. <clears throat> Goal one was to provide appropriate mix of housing alternatives that meets the needs of Franklin based on employment. Goal two was to support development of affordable housing opportunities for low, moderate, middle income households. Refer to the Town of Franklin Affordable Housing Strategy Development Plan that came out in 2011. Goal number three was to assure large residential developments 
requiring special permits or concentrated where adequate utilities are available. I'm not going to read the whole thing. Goal four was, was to encourage, rezone, and, and require support housing appropriate for expected future demographics. Goal five was to encourage future housing developments to take advantage of public transportation resources such as GATRA and the MBTA. And the sixth goal, which is interesting because what we've done or what we're hoping to do with, with the new set of subcommittees for this particular update committee is the sixth goal which was actually a similar goal for every particular element was some level of sustainability. Like for instance, goal six here states, support sustainable development for renewable energy recycling initiatives, low impact development, other green activities during all public and privately funded housing developments, referred to OSRP objective number 4.3 and subsequent actions. So what they did in the previous master plan as well as the goals uh, descriptions was each final goal, goal six of each one, was some form of sustainable item. Our hope is to take aspects of that sustainability and actually put it into its own supplement. And um, before, I, before I continue on, I don't want to take away from anyone's questions. Does anyone have any questions for Beta in regards to their responsibilities in the contract? Just because it just came up, yep. it's not to that, but just to be clear, if you haven't reviewed yet, under each of those uh, goals is then a subset of specific actions and implementation plans. Correct. Right, so that's the rod, but then under one of them will be like four ways to get there mm -hmm. and who's supposed to be carrying that through. That's how it Correct. And those, in, from those specific bullet points, like for instance, it, it, it referenced an objective, 4.3. And that objective 4.3 is going to be within the housing section of the, of that of the master plan. And like you said, you know we can get we, we can get into the big picture, which would be ultimately the implementation document. But you can go to specific goals and objectives that are laid out within the master plan that people so choose to get more in detail. But we no, I think that you know the big takeaway is. Um, most of it's going to happen at the uh, subcommittee level in terms of data requests and uh, yeah, so sort of filter your questions and requests uh, through there and they're going to do their best to get this many down. Mm -hmm. All right, any other members? Question through the chair. Yes. Um, the, you, you mentioned about prioritization of the recommendations that might come out of this study and what the town could afford. Will we be putting together a rough order of magnitude estimates during this process for what our implementation strategies might be for these plans? Pretty, it's pretty general, the cost estimates we do. It's like low, medium, high, except if we know something, right? So if we, if we know a project that, that's already been estimated or proposed in town, that's going to happen in some cases. We may have you know, cost estimates already done for, for that project or program. You know, we'll, we'll know that. But in general, it's it's a it's a planning level kind of you know estimate. Okay. Any other questions? Okay. Anyone else have any other questions? Uh, about the land use and what's been used and not used in my preparation to be on the master plan mm -hmm. committee. I should look up the previous master plan. That's when I was doing that, I was uh, surfing through the town's website. There is a, a, a spreadsheet somewhere that shows the amount of land that's been used from 
say 2000, 2000 to 2010 to 2020, yeah. there's a green and yellow sheet in there that has a lot of, you know, some of the information's already been, you know, tabulated, so. Okay. Agreed. There are there is information out there, and it's probably more than what you're aware of. But it's just that uh, pulling it all together it, it was what we'll need to do. Okay. Well, yeah, we're not starting from zero. No, very true. No. Very true. No, uh, and that's a that's a valid point um, for the membership. Um, we are actually technically referred to as the master plan update committee. Right. So for the most part, what we're going to be doing is taking the existing 2013 document along with the 2020 update that was, that was submitted, and taking that information, uh, repurposing a lot of that information because some of that information is still very much so relative, even though things have changed quite a bit in 10 years, um, we can certainly expect that things are probably gonna change even that much more significantly in the next 10 years. Um, we at least have something to work off of. We have a benchmark. And, and our goal is to, is to take that benchmark and kind of weed out what didn't work, put in some stuff that we hope will work, and work off of stuff that did work. Um, and ultimately, it will come out to be our new objectives for the various content areas of the master plan, and then we'll formulate all that together um, and hopefully put it in a nice, neat little package, um, which brings me to one more thing before I move on to the subcommittees, um, is this. The, Lily from our communications director has proposed that we come up with some kind of a tagline and kind of a vision, a visual type of graphic that we can use. Now this is this is kind of information that we're hoping, like for instance, um, can we pull up the open space um, pictures and imagery? Do we have that on the on the website? Yeah, I know. If we don't, that's okay. Everyone can. I can always send it off in the conservation page, just with some stuff. But, on the conservation um, Ultimately, what we're hoping to do is to take the various elements, like for instance, land use, uh, circulation, etc., which will ultimately become their own content areas, in which which combined will make up the master plan in each particular section will have its own set of objectives and its own and its own summary, which the implementation plan will reference. But it will be their own separate sections and we're hoping to, as, as I think Rick put it earlier, make things a little bit more palatable and some for the for the public to kind of pick up and read and say, oh okay. That's what this means. Not only not only is it easy to read, but it's something that's a little bit more attractive. And during the process while we're engaging the public in this process is to kind of add uh, a tagline or some kind of nifty thing like Envision Franklin. Um, I would like to get some input on the committee on whether you think this is also a good idea, or if you just kind of want to stay with the generic charge, or if, or if you think like, um, uh, I just, we just had the recent Franklin for all. So the Franklin for All um, was a was a, was a successful public outreach program that had a really cool tagline. I think Mel, can you speak to the to the, to the work that went into making that? Um, <laughs> <laughs> kind of 
tagline slash imagery. That was actually that was actually done to the consultant, was it not? Yes. Much of that. Yeah. yeah. So that was that was done to the consultant. So I don't know how everyone feels about that. It's just something to think about. It's not something we have to um, pass along. I was going to say, can we? Can you put this on the, on the Google Drive so people can look at it? Yes. Yes. So, so again, again, one of one of the things I want to stress about tonight's meeting is a, it's really just kind of an introductory meeting. Our we're, our hopes is to try to get as much of this information uh, organized into our our Google drives, so everyone everybody will have access to it, and everyone will be able to make contributions to it, um, as well as. Um, have access to the previous master plan and any documentation <coughs> as well, which is currently listed on the town website. Um, now, if vision problems, 97.3% of people have no idea this vision health ritual exists. This Every person has over sure 105 million cells in their eyes. These cells collect light signals and send them to our brains, which gives us the ability to see. Sadly, as we age, the cells deteriorate, much like a car engine that starts to break down over time. In 2007, scientists from Harvard and Universal and worked together, and after years of research, discovered a note. I apologize. We're right there. We need, no, we need vision. No, we need vision. The, the first page. Uh-huh. Yeah. They were telling us we need vision. So, so, yeah. There you go. Yeah. You need to make okay. sure your eyes are okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he just wants to see the elf. Oh, you want to see the elf? Yeah, the elf's fine. The elf's fine. Uh, <laughs> just It is. It's really nice. So, um, I wouldn't really call that a tagline. No, no, it's not necessarily. But one of the thoughts was to take the different elements and kind of give them that little O shape, but with with, with different symbology associated with each each one. Like for instance, you got Ben with the leaf because it's the open space. Mm -hmm. But maybe housing could have a cute little house or something like that. Maybe don't keep two birds and one stone. So um, that's just something to think about as we as we progress through this whole thing, and we're as we start gearing towards putting documents together, um, is to giving them some kind of color and some kind of symbology. And, um, I'd like to get Aaron's thoughts on that as a marketing communications. Aaron. Yeah, I mean, I. I certainly think that there are ways that you can make it more palatable to the broader community, but I think it's something that we'll have to, you know, revisit. We'll have to talk about that. Yeah, yeah. We can always talk about yeah. that a little bit. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. All right. So anyways, that was just one thing that came up during discussion and side, side note. Um, with that being said, in lieu of time, let me move on to the agenda so I can talk about what's coming up next. Um, so I've listed in the agenda uh, all of the various links which will take you directly to the, the content areas of the master plan from the previous 2013 master plan. Its goals, policies, land use, natural, cultural, historic resources, open space and recreation, circulation, housing, economic development, community services, facilities, and ultimately the implementation plan. Um, those you can you can visit on your own. Take some time to kind of absorb them, do a little bit of homework on them, read up on them, find out what they are, so that everyone's ready for when they've entered their subcommittees. So, with that being said, let me move on to line item number five about 
the committee charge. I actually read the committee charge earlier, so I don't really have to go through that again. But let me talk about the five subcommittees and ultimately uh, how all this is gonna get broken up. Um, in regards to the subcommittees, um, I'm gonna read the name, I'm gonna read the names of the subcommittees to everybody. Uh, we don't yet have fully established plans, goals, or charges for every specific subcommittee yet. These are going to be developed over the next couple of meetings. The next meeting that we have, uh, we're gonna sit down and we're gonna go with the planning department, with Bader and Barrett, and kind of come up with which elements are specific to each subcommittee so that so that the, so that each subcommittee ultimately can can solidly establish what their charge is uh, and then each chair and each member of those subcommittees are going to ultimately work together to create their own policies their own structure their own public outreach and their own schedules because one of the things that's required by each one of the five subcommittees is that each committee will be responsible for establishing their own schedules, uh, their own their own level of public outreach in regards to the data that they need to collect for those content areas, and uh, posting that information. Since every subcommittee is part of the master plan committee, is still considered a public body. All meetings need to be posted uh, 48 hours prior to those meetings, and the public needs to be aware that you're going to have these meetings and it needs to be open up to the public ultimate the ultimate goal as part of data collection as part of working with Bader and Barrett in the town on that specific on those specific content areas is to really get as much public input on any one of these specific content areas so we can formulate um, the objectives necessary to make up the content um, and then we'll move on from there so with that being said we talk about what those five subcommittees are all right, number one, land use and zoning subcommittees, which is gonna be made up of six members. There's the housing and economic development subcommittee, which is gonna be made up of three members. There is the community services, facilities, and circulation, which has three members. And then we've created a uh, fifth subcommittee uh, specific to sustainability. That I'm sorry, we have a sustainability subcommittee made up of three members, and then we have the fifth one, which is the open space and recreation natural, cultural, and historic resources, which will be made up of four members of that last committee, the open space and recreation portion, which is, as you can see, is already well under, already well established, that those aspects of the open space and recreation plan are going to be incorporated into that last committee so that we can, so that they can finish up with the natural, cultural, and historic resources. Um, and with that being said, I will give you list of members for each committee as well as the specific chairs next week when we come back we're going I'm sorry two weeks from now when we come back for our next meeting on June 28th we're going to talk about specific charges and goals and we're going to make a plan for the process but for now pull up my sheet does anyone have any questions why don't you just email hmm? Just email us that sheet. I can. Okay. Does everyone just prefer I do it that way? Top secret email. Well, I just like to make it public information by okay. by talking about just it. So, just so we can. Uh, good question. Um, Brian, what do you think? 
Both, both, both of these. <laughs> Next meeting, shout out to Harvey when he's here. <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. I'll do that. We'll, we'll take that up with my answer. Sounds good? Cool. So what I'll do then is I'll actually hold off um, making these official tonight, but I will speak um, the list as to who I have on each committee. Uh, Land Use and Zoning Subcommittee uh, is made up of Chairperson Janelle Lang, uh, Joe Halligan, Bruce Hunchard, Jennifer Williams, Gino Carlucci, and Erin Gallagher. Uh, the second committee, Housing and Economic Development, is going, is, is going to be chaired by Kenneth Elmore uh, with Rick Power and Kobe Frangillo. The third committee, oops, is Community Services and Facilities and Circulation. The chair of that subcommittee would be Kobe Vangillo, with members Kenneth Elmore, Aaron Gallagher, and Janelle Lang. Uh, sustainability subcommittee, three members. The chair of that one, Gino Carlucci, and Melanie Hamlin, and Eric Steltzler. <clears throat> Open Space Recreation, Natural Culture and Historic Resources. The chair of that subcommittee would be Megan Hagen, uh, Glenn Jones, Rick Power, and Melanie Hamlin. I don't really care, but uh, community services, you said three members, and you need four. I did. Take it, so. I think so. Oh. Oh, I did. My apologies. That's a typo. I must say. At least on, on, the, um, on the agenda, it's a typo. But as far as the committee is concerned, it's four. Sound good? Yeah. Okay. Um, any questions? Yes, ma'am. Sustainability is a new um, category. Yes. Uh, I just want to clarify that uh, sustainability is a kind of catch-all term, right? And it, Correct. And it, it covers a lot more than just environmental impact. It covers resiliency, resiliency is climate change, mm -hmm. it gets natural you know, emergency preparedness, it covers health and well-being and occupant health. I just I want to um, just say you better understand what what that topic is intended to cover. Maybe that's part of the next meeting, is to come up with a chart. Yep, no, it's, that's so, a fair, sorry, that's a, sorry for getting ahead of myself. No, no, that's, a, that's a fair question. Um, Amy, Brian, want to give some insight as, as to the as the thought process behind separating out sustainability specifically, since it was actually originally part of one specific goal for each content area. Yeah, uh, thank you. Last time we did a the master plan we wanted to make sure that sustainability issues uh, were addressed in each of the different um, areas. Um, over the last 10 years, there's been a lot more talk and a lot more programs and a lot more uh, uh, things out there. So we have uh, sustainability, what does that actually mean? We're dealing with economics, we're dealing with environment, we're dealing with equity, the three E's essentially. Um, but uh, of course, climate change is gonna be one of the big issues we're talking about. How do we deal with it? Um, and uh, so I think that the committee can uh, either decide that in the, in the, in the long run, you're gonna, that that's committee can decide whether it should be an actually a whole element or it should be part of the others. Uh, and I think that the committee can come up with the recommendations on that because sustainability does, of course, relate to all of the other elements one way or the other. So. Fair enough. Anything else, Jen? 
Okay. Anyone else have any questions? Such a good job, Mike. Oh, stop. He's, he's such a flatterer. 30 years. Kobe, you're relatively quiet. Yeah, I'm just happy we're not on the same subject. Too funny. Come on, boys. Too funny. All right. So, with that being said, um, the next meeting is going to be June 28th at 6.30. Um, I believe, Amy, we're hoping to have it up in the training room. I mean, not that this isn't a bad location, um, but I think through you to Franklin TV, do you think we'll be able to establish communications upstairs? Because we are in conflict with other, other committees on these nights. I know tonight, for instance, the finance committee actually got canceled, so we were able to purpose this, this location, right? Correct, yeah. Um, I believe most of the meetings of this full committee are scheduled for the third floor training room. Okay. Um, the Franklin TV was going to try to do everything possible in the next two weeks so they could uh, uh, go live with those meetings. Uh, they didn't have the capability uh, as of today, so they're hoping by two weeks from now they actually have it in place. We'll, we'll see how that works out, but either way, that's where the, the meeting will be. Any other questions? Well, I want to say just one, one quick closing comment um, before we finally close our, our first official meeting is I'm, I'm very happy and very proud to have all of you part of this team. Um, I think it's going to be a fun time for as fun as a master plan can get. Uh, this is going to be an enjoyable um, adventure. Over the next 18 to 20 months, our, our ultimate goal is to come up with a viable, palatable document that the community can reference back to, the planning department can use as a, as a guide towards the next 10 years and maybe even further depending on how well some of our goals get established. Um, and we ultimately need to put together a presentation to the planning board at the end and ultimately present it to the town council and that will become an official document and go into the coffers for the next 10 years. Um, thank you all so much for your patience um, with the technical difficulties tonight. I'm glad to see the town's website got back up and working. I, I, I would like to repeat that I, 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 it is upon everyone's charge based on the subcommittees that they're on to please review the documentation that's under the original master plan as well as the elements that are there to familiarize yourself. Um, Megan, I didn't really, I, I know you're in Zoom land, and I know you're, you're, you've got your hands full, but did you have anything that, you know, as Tom would say, out in Zoom land, do you have uh, any questions or any comments that you'd like to make? No, I think I'm, I'm pretty uh, happy with where we sit for tonight and looking forward to coming back together on the 28th. Perfect. Excellent. Thank you. Well, with that being said, I'll take a motion to adjourn. Second. All those in favor? Hi. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Franklin TV. We are now producing this in collaboration with Franklin TV and Franklin Public Radio. This podcast is my public service effort for Franklin, but we can't do it alone. We can always use your help. How can you help? If you can use the information that you find here, please tell your friends and neighbors. If you don't like something here, 
please let me know. Through this feedback loop, we can continue to make improvements. And I thank you for listening. For additional information, please visit franklinmatters.org. If you have questions or comments, you can reach me directly at suresteve at gmail.com. The music for the intro and exit was provided by Michael Clark and the group East of Shirley. The piece is titled Ernesto Manana, copyright Michael Clark and Tintype Tunes in 2008, and used with their permission. I hope you enjoy. By the way, you can also subscribe and listen to Franklin Matters Radio on your favorite podcast app. Search in podcasts for Franklin Matters.